Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Before we get into this, what we're going to do today is just talk about, essentially, in a rough order, go down the list of players who might be available, talk about the potential return, who we might be prioritizing at certain positions with certain needs. And uh, then I think I want to start, though, by just saying, in general, you started to have more conversations. You had a couple of pieces recently about what's going on uh, in the market. Any further thoughts about kind of how things are looking, maybe an update on this idea that there aren't many sellers and you know what some of the teams that are sort of on the borderline are thinking at the moment? I think that's why we saw Denver just take the plunge right now on Bryn Forbes because there aren't that many sellers. And so there aren't, there, there, the universe of players who are realistically available just isn't that great. You have to hope you can kind of get in as a third team in one of these trades that end up with a superfluous piece or a guy who doesn't fit with, with one of the main teams. And it's just, it's just a lot harder. Harder to, to insinuate into it yourself into a deal like that. It, insinuate is a horrible word choice, but um, uh, <laughs> In, the, insert uh, insert yourself. Insert Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, but and and then the thing is, like you could just wait and wait for that, and then bang, trade deadline's over. So I think that's why we saw Denver just just go ahead and jump and and grab a guy and. We'll see if we see if we see more of that, if we see more kind of early moves just because there isn't that much out there. Yeah, that that trade one that helped all three teams. I, I liked it. The Celtics only having to give up cash to get themselves yeah. pretty much within sight now of getting out of the tax. And, and as you noted, I think this will be a big motivator for the dorky financial side, which is probably less sexy to some people that the expected tax distribution because of, as you put it, this, this is a good word choice, by the way. Well, you could this will make up. <laughs> for insinuated earlier as you called it the largesse of the clippers warriors and nets that there's going to be about a 10 million dollar per team tax distribution so it's not only that you're getting out of the tax it's not only that you're pushing back the clock on the repeater for a team like boston but then you're also just getting 10 million dollars in cash by getting out so obviously giving up just over 2 million in that trade is a, a very good piece of business for them they mm-hmm. give up 2 million in cash but they're going to save much more than that when they inevitably do get out and then yeah i think this is interesting you know, 2028 what was it top three in the second round protected yeah second round pick to get brim forbes that's Forbes is not that sexy, but for Denver, they didn't really have matching salary they could send out other than Dozier and Bull. And exactly. They and needed so to Brent find Forbes, a team, yeah. find a team yeah. with an open roster spot and find like a five million dollar player. And you know, sh- I think shooting is one of their real weaknesses. Like their percentages are okay, but their percentages are okay because Jokic is throwing freaking lasers to guys wide open in the corner and they're still a below average shooting team with that. 
So yeah. I I think I, I like that move for that. Like Bryn Forbes is not like a great player or anything, but I do like the fit. He's bet they had a lot of replacement level and sub replacement level minutes coming off that bench. I think he will help stem the bleeding there. And I th- the thing I wrote today too is that you see that trade and you think to yourself, Denver must think they're getting Murray and Porter back in pretty good shape before the playoffs start to to put assets at stake for this season i certainly hope that that's uh, the case but yeah they have one plus shooter available right now who's will barton outside of their all-world center who's <laughs> also a plus shooter but yeah i mean just to have somebody who's all right we can't leave this guy uh that can actually convert on some of these would be nice um so uh, let's get back to uh, our goal here any of uh, you thinking hey there still aren't that many sellers some teams are just trying to move early you know i do think those first movers that's a risk right you could end up where if you'd waited until the deadline you could have done better but my view i think would be and i don't know if yours was when you're in the front office as well it's just hey if you have a deal that you like that makes your team better that you're willing to do right now that everyone else is willing to do right now just take it don't wait for the grass to get greener we unless it's some yeah yeah that was like a jeremy grant where you know you have like you know five suitors or something like that but if it's just sort of like a, a move like this where, hey, you can get it done, it accomplishes your goals, just go for it. It's funny because we were always a go early team. Yeah. Um, if, and if, like, if you go back and look at, at uh, the history, you know, the time I was there, but that, uh, you know, a lot of other teams weren't. And it was funny because, like, we, when we traded uh, Gasol, for instance, we sort of had to wait for everybody else um, yeah. because. You know, you, you you still want to talk and make sure you're you're getting the best deal. And we were at a point where we knew there were deals we could do, but you're kind of waiting for some teams to catch up, and and you know some of them kind of want to pussyfoot around until the hour before the deadline. So it's yeah. it's an interesting dance. Well, and in that case too, you wanted, I'm sure, to send him somewhere that he actually wanted to go, given his service for the franchise. I mean, other things being equal, yes, but I mean, if if we're being honest, like we. Had to take the best deal for the Grizzlies, you know, yeah. and that was our first duty. Now, realistically, the best deal was going to come from a team that felt they needed one more player to win the championship. So our, yeah. our interests were mostly aligned. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I remember at the time, like Charlotte was involved, and I guess he probably yeah. would have rather got. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about at the margins here. Obviously, like obviously, if it's like one team is offering a full first more or something like that, but if it's just like, hey, a second in the fifties is the difference, then you know, <laughs> yeah, probably, then you probably weren't going to. Go gonna screw mark over that <laughs> exactly yeah all right well yeah, him, so him and mike both yeah, yeah yeah so so let's get to the top of the the market here i it does seem to me still that another reason we may not see much action until the very end is that a lot of these teams are gonna be holding out hope for ben simmons sacramento and indiana are both rumored to want him so are atlanta i mean those those three teams might be the three most intriguing teams at the deadline in terms of having pieces wanting to make some sort of a move we don't even know exactly what it is and so i think we may see some delay here while the simmons situation works itself out and then maybe finally if there's an understanding that the deal can't get done or it does get done then those teams pivot and there's a flurry of activity after that uh yeah although the the wild card is i mean some people i talk to in the league take philadelphia more seriously than others as far (laughs) as them threatening to go to the 
uh, all the way to the draft with this. And if you think there's a chance of that, then you might not wait if you're if you're looking to do something right now. So that's that's where it's going to get a little interesting. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I just don't. Uh, to me, I, I guess the, there's these two components, right? There's like, okay, if you're willing to take Tobias Harris as well, then maybe you can get him, even if you don't have that star player that they're looking for. There's some more rumblings now that Sacramento might potentially be willing to consider a framework like that. I know you talked about that in your piece with DA and Sam today, yeah. um, or, or I think Sam was the, the one who brought that up the most. So uh, maybe, uh, to me, I think Sacramento wants him so badly and wants to do something so badly, and they, in theory, might have the pieces to do it. Like Fox is... Well, here, would you agree with me on this? I saw this to Danny the other day, that De'Aaron Fox is the best player return that has been discussed in any of these rumored Simmons deals? Uh, I would I would say probably so. I mean, DeMontis Sabonis would probably be like the only competition. Yeah, but but it's for for but obviously pairing Sabonis and Embiid is is a really little more problematic, sense, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you you would take Fox over John Collins, right? Yeah, in a second. Yeah, I mean Fox. Fox has been uh, troublingly ordinary this year, with I, I must say, but. I still have a belief based on the larger body of work that he can get back to being closer to the player that he was. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if I have a belief, but certainly there's a chance he's, you know, he is still pretty young and yeah, you know, you haven't really felt him this year. You haven't felt him pushing it down the the defense's throat in transition. Um, You opposing ball handlers certainly have not felt him (laughs) very much. That's, that is a a troubling part of this. Yes, he is. Yeah. but, he he was not good on D last year, but this year, whoo, oh man. Yeah, but I, I you know, these situations do kind of have a way of beating guys down a little bit. And yeah, I, I think it, it would be foolish to fall too far down on Fox due to a bad start to the year when I think a lot of people would have been really high on him last summer. You discount that a little bit and the 25% three-point shooting is definitely a concern and all that. But yeah, in terms of just a guy who could potentially develop into an all-star, you know, he's really the only one in any of these rumored returns for Simmons that I think falls into that category. I would I would agree with that. And um, th- then yeah. you're adding, you know, if you can get Harrison Barnes out of this too, I mean, goodness. Yeah, I mean, if it's Fox healed Barnes for Simmons and Harris, I think even, even without any further draft pick compensation going to the Sixers, I think I would do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As the Sixers. I'd be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so I guess that that's really the the question ultimately is like what is your price for, for Ben Simmons? Like what would you what would you be willing to pay for him as a team like Sacramento? Like what value would he have to you? Yeah, you know, that's ultimately the question we're trying to answer for some of these guys. Yeah. So you think he could be the centerpiece of, of your team, I guess, if you're doing this, that he could play with Halliburton and you know, and you're just gonna play a little fast and helter scale. Shelter. Um, I I do feel like you maximize Simmons by having everyone else on your team able to shoot, including your center. Which Rashawn Holmes floater game next to Simmons? Like, how does that? How are we feeling about that? Is that is that enough? Um, eh, not really. I mean, they could you know you could throw Chimazi Metu out there at center potentially. 
Uh, he's expanded or, his range a little or bit. Or Bagley. Uh, maybe not. But, yeah. So, but, so, yeah, I mean, I guess just generally it, it, the idea of Simmons maybe being a positive, not being a positive that contract, that's something that's that's come up as well. I mean, do you, because, you know, for example, let's maybe let's back out a little bit to be a little bit more general. The talk of the price for guys like Miles Turner and Jeremy Grant is that kind of Aaron Gordon price, either two first-round picks or a first and a prospect that the other team values. If you're just trading, let's say, you're just trading flotsam for ben simmons like an expiring contract let's say he let's say ben simmons were just on a team that was rebuilding not philly like what would you say his value would be three first round picks two i would uh, i would say contract? i would i would probably say three i mean i think he's a better player than jeremy grant or harrison barnes and he signed for longer um and his age still gives you some hope that he can improve although the development of his jump shot does not um so yeah, based on that, I'd probably be more like three firsts on him. Yeah, I would I would be lower due to the salary that he makes at that 30% max contract and just how hard he is to fit. I think there's a lot of teams where if you just said, hey, you can just put Jeremy Grant or Harrison Barnes on this team or Ben Simmons, I might actually pick those guys just due to how hard Simmons can be to fit around. Other teams, obviously, but like a Sacramento, the, he's got more value to them. Right? Simmons is the only one who can be the best player on your team, though. Uh, the best player on your 30-win team? I'm <laughs> on a on a plausibly good team, I, you know. I I would. That's uh. Yeah. I mean. Also, I would say Ben Simmons. Again, he he could maybe blossom in this new area. There, he was the best player on a team his rookie year that won like 15 straight games, many of which were without Embiid, mm-hmm. if memory serves. A, a team that was built well around. I mean, that was you know that was the last year of the super tanking lottery, so they had some easy games, but nonetheless. So yeah, I mean, I would put it more around two first, but then also with the understanding that you're trading probably bad salary to get him, and there there's a price with that. But so I I think. To me, if I would you do the deal that I mentioned as Sacramento, the Fox healed and Barnes for Harris and Simmons? Probably not. Just because Harris taking on Harris's salary. That Harris contract is so bad. Yeah, and then Barnes in himself, right? Like there's there's value there, and you're just surrendering that to take this. I don't know. Yeah. Take, take this Harris contract. I don't know. I that that one makes me a little queasy. If I could get a little more out of it, maybe I'd think about. It. You know, if I get Maxi in the deal, uh, if oh I, well, yeah, then sure, sure, that point, know, yeah. Can I can I stuff Tristan Thompson in somehow? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not for Philly. I remember after college, before I was going to move on to the next chapter of my life, my buddy and I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina to work some summer jobs and hang out. We had a great time, except for his car. His car was awful. We called it the POS. It was like a 91 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. We're allowed to talk about Oldsmobile now that it's a defunct brand, right? Is that okay? This thing had the turning radius of a World War One battleship, broke down all the time, just a, a miserable vehicle to drive. And when customers are rushing to your store, you want a point of sale system that you can trust, not a real POS like my buddy's car. You need Shopify for retail. It makes it easy to accept payments, manage orders, and build relationships with customers. You can sell in person, backed by everything that you need to sell online, track every sale across your business in one place, know exactly what's in stock, connect with customers in line and online. You can drive in-person store traffic with plug-and-play tools for marketing campaigns on social media. 
Get great hardware that fits your business, accept credit cards, mobile payments, every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing starting on day one. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PER. All lowercase, easy to remember slash PER because John invented PER. Go to shopify.com slash PER to take your retail business to the next level. Today, that's shopify.com slash PER. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, that, that's probably, but that's, yeah, all right, That I think we disagree on, on what the value of Simmons is, as not surprisingly, because Simmons is, is a very controversial player in many ways. We could probably just skip Damian Lillard at this point. It just doesn't seem like he's going to be available. No, uh, if there's a Blazer that's traded, my money would be on Robert Covington. Yeah, yeah. Do, should we save him or you want to talk about him now? Because he, he's definitely a little lower down on the on the pecking order, one think. He you know, is, but I think he's an interesting target for Philly, right? He's got the history with Daryl, certainly, and he could fill that spot, especially if Harris is traded. Uh, so I think that's like kind of worth watching there. The The other issue with the Blazers, obviously, is they got to cut $3 million off their numbers somehow. So, yeah. you know, there, there, are some, there are some potential shenanigans open to them. You know, they could pay cash to to throw a couple minimums overboard and then you know Covington coming the Covington trade they might not have to take that take back that much less but they certainly can't take back more no and maybe a third team gets involved there with a future second as well in terms of what's coming back where they bring two players back but one of them goes to OKC and that's how they save the money um yeah I mean Covington since you brought him up I mean I've, this is a little bit out of order there are many players who are going to be more valuable than him including I would say you know the teams that miss out on Grant and Barnes, then maybe you're more interested yeah. in Covington. Uh you know, Covington, is he you're not giving up a first for him at this point though, oh, right? Hell no. No. I mean, given the fact that you're getting Portland out of the tax, depending on how the deal is structured, might not even be a second. Or it might be a bullshit second. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, I mean, if you're a contender, your second this year is in the 50s anyway. So, you know, here, take it. Yeah, no, that that's true. You know, I think, yeah, Covington is is really interesting, especially, you know, he hasn't, uh, he was out of the starting lineup for a, a while there also. Um, yeah, let's let's circle back to him after we, okay. we talk about so, some of these other guys who are more coveted combo forwards. Um, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal reporting, again, no indication he's available there's there's yeah there's there's no trade happening there um yeah the only the only question with washington is uh do they need to build the team around beal or do they need to build it around the scorching hot kyle kuzma who'll be a free agent (laughs) in 23 he's been awesome these last two weeks well and it's i mean this is an aside but kyle kuzma where was this guy i mean he's sort of back on the track that he was on before lebron got there and and maybe the first lebron here this but was this like guy, the, the where, guy where was that, he last year? Yeah, because we okay. So let me go way back. So we okay. really like Kuzma his draft year, and we didn't have a pick anywhere near high enough t- 
to to get him. Um, and we liked him because we thought he could be like a, a guy who defends and does some stuff with the ball and stuff. And and somehow with the Lakers, he got this idea that he was a scorer. He just he just was like trying to shoot every single time he got the ball. And in Washington this year, though, he's like he's defending, he's passing, he's just he's just all over the place. It's been great. Well, and he kind of morphed into that the last two years with the Lakers. But then when they needed him to score again, when AD was out, he couldn't really get back into that mode. And now that he's in Washington, I think he's rediscovered his confidence again. Um, How about Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown, not really rumored to be available. Tatum is that they had this talk and they want to play together, et cetera. But if, if you were another team and you just wanted to say, hey, I know he's not available, but let's knock your socks off here with an offer. What's that offer look like to to Boston? You know, let's say you're Memphis, for example, with all these surplus first. Like, what is an yeah. offer you would be willing to make where you're like, all right, we're we're going in here. This, this is what this guy's worth. Two years left on his deal after this year. I think he's worth three firsts. And two swaps? I, I think that's like the starting point of the bidding. I, I So he's not quite a guy where I'm like, here, take everything. I, I, I can't get all the way there on him. Yeah. I mean, so so if you're if you were Memphis, I mean to me Memphis would want to hold on to Bain, but would you throw you wouldn't throw in, say, four first round picks? They could do that because they got those extra ones. They could do that. Yeah. And they have, you know, they would feel re I think they would hmm, they might feel reasonably good about that. I mean, a couple of these picks maybe won't end up that great. You know, there's a there's a Utah pick, there's a Lakers pick, there's a Golden State pick in addition to their own. So you, you feel pretty good that you're you're giving out all you know picks in the 15 to 30 range let's say contractually you you just got to know that you're going to be able to keep him beyond the two years i think that's that's probably the biggest thing like whereas in atlanta feels pretty good about re-signing him right because he's he's from there and you know everything's all hunky-dory um memphis you probably want to do a little more kind of background make make sure that he's a guy i know you can go over on you know you might be able to extend him ahead of time or whatever you might you can give him the fifth year so you still have an advantage Advantage, but I would just want to know what I was getting into with that. Um, plus, you're going to crush my soul here and say they should put Dylan in the deal, right? No, I, my hope would be that they can do it just with salary filler and only draft picks. I would want to hold on to all these other guys. So like, like An- the, the Anderson of- Jones and Culver, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or or Steven Adams, maybe. maybe I think, yeah. I think, I think tra- trading Steven Adams right after one of the most legendary memes in Grizzlies history is, is going to be really unpleasant. <laughs> popular yeah how is steven adams only joining the grizzlies now how is he 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 was uh, i mean uh, well actually i guess come to think of it he was one of the biggest villains in grizzlies history i forgot yes about exactly that. Zach Randolph no, every memphis villain ends up playing for memphis like mario chalmers <laughs> the guy who hit the shot that took memphis out of winning the national championship and ends, ends up with the grizzlies right steven adams you know in the zebo game ends ends up with the grizzlies it's 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 a tradition matt barnes ended up with the grizzlies the only right, guy so, we're waiting on yeah. is Blake Griffin. <laughs> so, okay. so But yeah, I think to me, even Bo- if I'm Boston though, I don't even know if three firsts and two pick swaps is enough because then what are you what are you doing with Jason Tatum and yeah, picks and guys for the next two years? It's the right? wrong deal for Boston. The, to me, the one deal Boston that you at least think about is Tatum for Simmons. And otherwise- Or Br- Brown just, for Simmons. Brown for Simmons. Uh, I'm sorry, Brown for Simmons. Yeah, don't, don't yeah. mean to freak people out. 
out. But otherwise, if that if that isn't there, like I just don't I just don't see the other deal that you're doing with Brown that maximizes Tatum's prime. And and yeah. so you ride it out with with Brown and Tatum and and you work on the rest of the roster. Yeah. Now maybe if you could get Bain back and all those picks and stuff, then it might be worth it. But to me, if you're Memphis, you're the whole reason you're acquiring Jalen Brown is because you already have this really good team. You want to add him to yeah. Bain. I just think there's no more stomach in Boston for like accumulating a bunch of picks in the 15 to 30 range. Like, great. We'll get four more Romeo Langfords to put around Tatum. Yeah. Well, they could, they could draft better. Uh, okay. <laughs> so who, who would you say is next on your list of just who you, who's available that you would anticipate going for the most value jeremy grant kind of a rough order jeremy grant yeah uh, i mean it was sabonis or should we kind of rule him out of this it sounds like again with the report i would be just the price for him yeah i would high. be very surprised if sabonis was traded i think if indy does a deal it's miles turner or karis lavert right no I, I think so i mean maybe maybe there is a price like so you know sam said in that piece that you guys did together that Sabonis is kind of priority number two for the Kings, but I'm just not sure what, what I, I mean, I don't, two first doesn't seem like enough, right? Like what it would, no. it, it's, and, and the reporting is, I think, I think it was actually Jared Weiss who had this, that the Pacers are looking for an all-star back for Sabonis, which, uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> on that, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think they would think hard about Sabonis or Ben Simmons and otherwise they're not really, what, what about I, I, don't, De- I don't really D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is he is he an All Star? He technically uh, in the same yeah, way that yeah. Ty- Tyrone Hill and Wally Zerbiak were All Stars. Yeah, J- Jamal McGlure. Um, okay, yeah. So so I agree with you. Jeremy Grant is probably the next guy. I think most teams would value him over Harrison Barnes. He's younger. What do you make though of Jake Fisher's reporting yesterday, which certainly would square with everything else that we've seen from Jeremy Grant over the last two years and his decision making that he's not really going to want to extend unless he goes somewhere where he's going to have a large offensive role. Yeah, I mean, that was part of his motivation for taking the deal from Detroit in the first place. So yeah. I, I I think that's really, um, that that's definitely a thing. What what do you think about him in Dallas, where he could theoretically be like the number two guy, you know, after, after Luka, obviously. But I think it's a lot easier to give him a big offensive role than, say, Porzingis. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's... Uh... That's interesting. So, so what would that construction be? It would have to be. I so here's here's my big picture thing. If you're Detroit, would you trade for Jalen Brunson and feel good about being able to re-sign him? Well, why would I trade for him when I could just sign? When him I could just in the when I could just sign him. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where that where that one goes off the rails a little yeah, bit. Yeah, his his. Although you could are, argue, you could argue though, his cap hold will be so low that you could sign him and sign somebody else too. Yeah, possibly. Although Although that's again, you've got that gets you into a situation where you can run close to the tax pretty quickly for a team that's not really, um, you know, because if, if you're going to sign Jalen Brunson to 17 million a year, that eats up most of the room between, uh, uh you know, to where it'd be tough to also sign a guy to 20 million as well in a in a free agent deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like Grant's it's 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 going to come down to what are the what's the nature of the two first. I, I was talking about this with Danny yesterday too that Troy Weaver to me has maybe a little bit different conceptions of which players are good than a lot of GMs and so certain young players on teams that we may not be as enamored of he may consider pretty valuable and he's he doesn't 
doesn't strike me as really a you know a value guy right like he's he's looking to get players that he values he doesn't really care what the rest of the league thinks of him so if it if it's a young player on another team that hasn't really been playing that much he might like it's somewhat similar maybe to rj hampton last year in the aaron gordon trade where yeah it's just like he values that guy at a first round level if it's one team's like okay here's two first the other team is like here's a first and this year's rj hampton equivalent he might go for that guy even though that guy may not have as much value around the league he's just like oh jeremy grant for these guys that i like okay that's a good deal for me yeah what do you think about jeremy grant in chicago yeah it's interesting i thought that uh jake fisher's piece saying that it would be patrick williams and the portland pick and i, I forget what the matching salary probably troy Brown jr going back as well and that they would blanch at that i'm like man i would have thought patrick williams on his own would be something that would make chicago blanch then you gotta throw in the portland pick too like that's pretty extreme yeah yeah but but so so if you're the bulls you're gonna would you trade patrick williams we know that troy williams really wanted him in the draft and then the bulls were at four and they took him that troy wanted him at seven i i would trade patrick williams because i didn't think he was the fourth best player in that draft so i so it's it's easy for me to say yeah sure go ahead and do it but but i i mean try try to put yourself I mean, I, I would guess maybe not quite the same, but Chicago probably feels about Patrick Williams maybe similar to how y'all felt about Jaron Jackson Jr. after you drafted him fourth, right? Like and but you would never have traded Jaron Jackson Jr. for someone like Jeremy Grant. Uh no. We would yeah. we'd, so we'd I, not have. And we so, uh, we uh, yeah. Yeah. People people tried to lure us and yeah, that was not happening. Yeah, I mean I'm not sure there's any, really anything else Detroit could throw into that deal either. That could that could there's nobody else that Detroit had that really would play for Chicago. Kelly Olynyk, maybe? Okay. I mean, I if Kelly Olynyk were healthy, healthy, he'd actually probably kind of help the Bulls. Maybe a little bit. I mean, I, I think the Bulls' problem to me is they need someone to guard Giannis and they need someone to guard KD. And potentially another option defensively if Fucevic is just really getting worked in like a net series or something. Yeah, yeah. They need a true, uh, like a true 3-4 and then they need another big. Um, so like if they could get Jeremy Grant and Thad Young somehow, I know they can't reacquire Thad Young, but like that would be right. That that would be sort of yeah. the no, it's a, it's a shame Thad Young guards Giannis pretty well. Yeah, so so that's but but you you agree with me though? Just your general price for Grant is like two solid assets. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or one. I mean, I would consider Patrick Williams. If I were Detroit, I probably would do just Grant for Williams and just see see where the, where that took me. I'm not a huge Patrick Williams guy either, but he does have some upside. He was the number four pick last year. I, uh, so, is there anyone else you think that the price for them could be in this range? This two assets, two first, we'll call it two first round picks outside of the lottery kind of range. Anyone else you think might go for that kind of a price? Yeah, I have two other players. Um, yeah. Miles Turner. Yep. And Harrison Barnes. Let's talk about Turner first. What do you make of the this stress reaction in his foot? That's that's a problem because he's not going to play again until after the trade deadline. And doing medical on one of these trades in season is really, it can get complicated. Uh, just being able to look under the hood and really get a satisfactory answer. Um, because the, the, as a team, like you don't want to share medical information on your guys until, until the trade's at the one yard line. But you don't really want to go to the trouble of getting to the one yard line with another team either if you if it's like still very iffy about the medical and stuff because you you're sorting through all these other options too to, to me so to me that makes that maybe more of an off-season deal um but uh i wonder about him in charlotte yeah 
it's because Charlotte, I think like th- th- it'd be nice for them to win this year, but they're, they're not desperate for his contributions. I think it's just, yeah. it's it where it's, I, I think where this might just make things kind of fall apart is I don't know that with his potential issue right now that you can go that two first round pick route. That's again, that's reported what they're looking for. I think that's totally reasonable for him. And for some teams, I might even value him at a slightly higher level than that. Although, you know, once you get to three, that just makes it so difficult in terms of everything that you need to do in the future. Maybe there's some other way you can get to like, you know, two and a half where where it's another young player on your team or something like that. Charlotte Charlotte is also out a future first. So for them, it's probably something like you're saying, okay, well, what if we do book night and PJ Washington? Yeah. Neither of which I actually would be particularly interested in as Indiana, but yeah. So, so, but to me though, I don't know if in good conscience, if you're not sure about him, like you, you can maybe sell that to your owner. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this of, Hey, you know what? Like this is a risk, but we're also getting him for a discount right now. Right? Like that's something maybe you can sell to your owner and okay. Only one first round pick. That's like, all right, that's not a disaster. If it, if something goes wrong and he just, he ends up not being able to play the rest of this year. And then maybe yeah. you know, even with a big man foot injury, then you're like, you're maybe a little bit worried about the future, but you know, if he can't play in this year's playoffs which i think that's i don't know i'd put the odds on that at maybe like 25 percent right now just given the big men and the nature of these like you know if the stress reaction doesn't heal he's gonna have to have surgery should be fine hopefully but th- that's probably why i'd say hey there's a 25 yeah. percent chance he's not be able to play in these playoffs and then i i assume he's not going to be back until probably you know maybe 20 games left in the season like jeff stott said on average guys missed about 20 games with this so that gives you 20 games to kind of gel with him if you're really trying to contend this year maybe that's not enough like that definitely i wouldn't want to pay as much for him if you are you have this potential pretty decent potential that you're not going to get full value for him in this year's playoffs which is obviously what you care about yeah so it's tough to give up two first in that kind of a situation if you're more of a future team like a charlotte or a new orleans it gets kind of easier to do that but again you just you don't want to take that risk of like hey this is the bullet that we fired and now this guy has some kind of a permanent injury issue so you have to get a discount but then from indiana's standpoint they're like hey we don't want to take a discount yeah if if this is the offer we could do better in the offseason Woj has already kind of alluded to that possibility yeah yeah i i think that's right at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Um, anything, anything else on him? I mean, is there, there one team you talked about Charlotte, anybody else that you just really think you'd be an awesome fit on? Seems like a lot of teams are interested. The Knicks. 
Gold, how do you, how do you like him in Golden State? I mean, he doesn't really do like that passing cutting thing as much. He's more of a well, well, they more they of a just don't have shoot guy unless they include Wiseman. They just don't have the matching salary. Yeah, and that's true. they're just and they're just not going to do that. They won't do that for someone like Miles Turner, and he's not going to close games for them probably. So I mean, it's just it's tough to give up something like that for someone who's not going to close games. I mean, sure, I, I'd like him there as a, a defender. I mean, you probably have, they already have one of the best defenses ever, and now they if you add him, then it would be even more ridiculous. But um. Yeah, I, I I don't know about Golden State. I think Knicks, Charlotte. Do you like him I mean, in Memphis? Yes. Yeah, we, we've mentioned that possibility before. Um, and uh, obviously, New Orleans would be the one that I really would love him and potentially pairing him with, with Zion Williamson as yeah. basically the best fit in the entire league to play mm-hmm. next to Zion Williamson on both ends. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to uh, move Valanciunas, but you'd probably do something there. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, they did extend him, but he, yeah, Valanciunas can still be traded, though. Uh, the, the nature of his extension, I believe. I believe that's two, correct. Because it's only two more years, and he didn't get more than a, a 5% raise. Yes. Um, Harrison Barnes, then. You, you mentioned him. You, but yeah, I would say Barnes, to me, is probably below Turner, below Grant, a, a healthy Turner, at least. Uh, maybe yeah. more so even just because he's 29, and it just isn't, he's not really as much of an impact defender, I don't think. Like, he's solid, but he also can't really be your number one guy defensively yes. so we were talking about him two first for him last year he but he again just fits on so many of these teams chicago there are a lot of uh, a lot of teams that could just use someone who can defend competently at the four and also shoot it the way he can and, and be effective as a driver which he has been this year if you were toronto would you do like Dragic achua in your first round pick oh yeah yeah, I think so. Um, but I mean, they need another, another. Just go all man. in on. Just go all in on six eight guys. I mean, maybe. It's, it's, yeah, if Zachron is interested in Precious Achua, Precious Achua has uh, not had a good year offensively. Nah. Did you Did you see the Miami game? The play at the end of the first half. I, I did not catch that he, one. Unfortunately, he, we were he, we were broadcasting during that time. He got the ball with like uh, there were a few seconds left, but it was just like there was absolutely no chance this dude was passing like it was incredible like and you just see like the other four guys just kind of slump and stop while he like takes a couple of dribbles here takes a couple of dribbles there throws up a shot before the buzzer and that's halftime anyway yeah. was- when you're a center with uh 43 true shooting you definitely shouldn't look to pass um yeah yeah so i mean barnes i think there are a lot of teams out there that could use it like his fit just fine in philly if it's part of a a, a simmons slash harris deal uh i, I mean, what are some other options utah for him yeah yeah utah I, yeah i think him next to royce o'neill would be decent you know does he supplant bogdanovich in the starting lineup that's that's tough maybe maybe he does or doesn't i hmm. like he would give them some more athleticism i think he, david Locke has made this point which i think is a good one is that uh a secondary rim protector actually be might be kind of more what they need than a perimeter defender because they're always going to have probably bogdan bogdanovich Conley and Donovan Mitchell like two of those three guys out there or Clarkson or Joe Ingles like they just they just need another guy who can clean up messes besides Rudy Gobert who can play because they're never going to fix the perimeter defense even if they get one more guy yeah that's a good point that's I, interesting I, I, I don't know who who that player is who's available I mean, maybe Larry Nance would be that sort of guy but yeah who am I not thinking of here for uh for Harrison Barnes I mean they're, they're I, I would like Harrison Barnes back in Dallas 
Oh uh, yeah, that would be that would be pretty good. I think Lakers, he'd be good. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask you this too. Let's say the Lakers. I mean, we've joked about this before. Obviously, THT has to be in the deal. THT and none. But the Lakers can trade either twenty-seven or twenty-eight first. Would you value a Lakers twenty-seven or twenty-eight first unprotected over a lotto protected first from a decent team this year? Wow, that's interesting. I think I would. I think I, think I would. Be. It just has so much upside because yeah because there is the upside and you know obviously it's the lakers they're always going to be able to get free agents and whatnot you figure but people forget i mean that was a dark decade before uh before lebron showed up so it's not it's not like it's impossible for them to end up you know having to surrender a high pick especially if you get unprotected with the right to defer yes yeah i mean we joked about that but that actually pretty powerful i yeah that because yeah i mean this is they yeah the idea that the lakers are always good well that's been proven wrong already and uh you know these are the guys who thought acquiring russell westbrook was a good idea right <laughs> yeah they are this is not if lebron doesn't come there eh, you know i, I mean they, they had brandon ingram and ball by this point and uh who else am i and kuzma yeah, they might be yeah. semi-decent by this point but i still i, I think that this is not a it's a fractious ownership group there i i think yeah it's probably not gonna pay off no pick is is likely to be in the top five but that's one i think i would i would just be interested especially if you could get the deferment like i might value that over any lotto protected first round pick now a gm not, might not because hey am i gonna yeah. reap this seven years from now no but i as well in a place just like a sacramento where you know there's job security i think you could go ahead and do that and say that pick in 27 <laughs> will be a good player by 2030 and if you could just hang on for nine years yeah yeah maybe maybe that's that that's not amazing um you know i would like barnes okay in memphis i'm sure minnesota would like to get their hands on it they've been talking about getting a four for oh yeah a long They're, time i mean either of those guys barnes or grant i mean the t wolves the t wolves basically are taking a zero at the forward spot and still managing to stay at 500 yeah so i i think barnes will it, I, I don't know that I'd value him quite as high as grant some teams i like it better than others so is that so that's it for your two asset guys how about just Okay, if we could, we'll trade an expiring contract for this guy and give up a first. Who's on that list for you? Expiring and a first, uh, Christian Wood. Ooh, I, you know what though? Honestly, he's he's really given me some pause. Not even because of the attitude thing, getting suspended, but he just gets his ass completely kicked inside by any center that he goes up against. Like if you're a team in the East, the idea of him trying to guard Joel Embiid just like makes you want to hide under your couch. It is. Right. So I like I think he's a, a nice offensive piece. I mean, maybe a first, I, like a low first. Like Charlotte seems like. I mean, I would love to see him offensively catching some alley oops from Lamelo, but it's. Yeah. I I do feel I I just don't think he's a good enough player, a, a winning player. If you really have serious aspirations, that he can get you there defensively. He might be better as your third big, like that Bobby Portis role. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, quickly though, no, no, uh, Jalen Brunson for two assets that's what he's a, a, a one asset guy for you and again there's this is a, a very binning it like this doesn't necessarily make sense but we're just trying to do our best here in shorthand but yeah I'm, i i guess i'm more worried about signability with him if right. if i know i can keep him i might he would he be like a low two asset guy like 
maybe. Um, he's a little yeah. tricky because he's he's definitely good, but like on a good team, you're not running every play through him either. No, I, I think he's kind of a lower level starting point guard. You can make the argument he kind of in that Spencer Dinwiddie range, though he hasn't to me hasn't proven as much as Dinwiddie. He doesn't he's not as good defensively as Dinwiddie's small. But yeah, I think it's really just the upcoming free agency because you have to think about Jalen Brunson as we're trading for him with a four year seventy five million dollar contract that starts next year. That's at least what he's hoping for. I don't know if he's going to get that, but yeah, that's that's what you have to. And once you've traded for him, obviously, particularly if you've given up more than one first, now you're really locked into having to pay him. And exactly. he, he's not going to take an extension. You wouldn't be able to extend yeah. him. Once, once you, you once him. you've made that trade for him, the agent knows he has you over a barrel. So that's really hard. Um, yeah. The one, I mean, if you're a room team, which is like nobody this year, trading for him with the low cap hold lets you let you do some stuff. Yeah, we talked about that potentially with with Detroit. Um, yeah, so, so that's just I, I'm very interested to see. He, he's a, a fascinating player to me with Dallas. Who's also, I mean, the fact that Dallas is now playing well also might be something that factors into this of whether they want to break that break that up a little bit. Okay, uh, uh, you mentioned Christian Wood. He would be kind of at the bottom of the list to me in terms of, of these kind of one asset guys. Anyone else on that list for you? Um. I think the guy who doesn't quite make it, but maybe depending on the contracts that were involved and whatnot, uh, would be Eric Gordon. I, hmm. So THT and none for Gordon. I, I don't know if the Lakers want to take on another $5 million in salary, given, given where they are. Maybe there's, maybe you you could shoehorn your Bazemore and DeAndre into that somehow. No, they but, need to play DeAndre and Dwight Howard, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think whenever you can get the coaching advice of a man with a 250 career winning percentage, you have to take it. Absolutely. Let's let's run more post ups for Darko. <laughs> man uh but but i think the way gordon is playing i think he, he to me he's better than a lot of these guys at least right at this moment who've signed for like 20 million dollar a year contracts you know your pals and your hardaways and your trents and your fourniers i would rather have eric gordon for the rest of this year than any of those guys i would say yeah what's your opinion of tht right now is he do you think he has is first round value like he has to be in any deal that the lakers are sending out the lakers are going to be like no he he is the value of this trade we're not we're going to throw in another pick way in the future yeah the problem is they let clutch do uh horton tucker's contract because they it's they they basically eliminated all of the potential future value of the contract by structuring it this way where it's only three years and it has a player option on the third year so okay that's great for Horton Tucker because he gets to unrestricted free agency as quickly as possible. But in terms of his asset value, it just like so you you have to bank on him, you know, be hitting relatively quickly, and then well, yeah, you still it, have to and, pay him at that point. Yeah, and if you're let's if you're Houston, all right, you're not going anywhere next year whether you get Taylor Horton Tucker or not, and your hope is. Yeah, he has because obviously if he continues to play the way he's played, he, he's worthless. Yeah. But your hope is that he gets a lot better and that you'll have a chance to get a lot better. I also don't really think he fits particularly well with Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. either, not to mention Jay Sean Tate if he's part of their group. So you, you trade for him if you're Houston, and then it's like, okay, he blows up. It doesn't help us in it next year because we're not trying to win next year. Uh, now he's a free agent and we could, yeah. and he's not even a restricted free agent. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Personally, I. 
I would have Horton Tucker as below first round value if I were potentially trading for him. I think so, especially with the with the contract being how it is. Like there are things about him I like as a player, and I think he does. He has to have shooting around him, obviously, and he can't be in a situation where he's just spotting up. But you know, with the the length, the ability to handle the ball, um, I I do think there's like there's definitely something there. But they're just you know most of these guys you take shots on in his upside plays because they make like a million and a half or they're signed for two more years because they're still on their first round pick contract or whatever. Horton Tucker, they've just like they've squeezed all the upside out of potentially acquiring him because he's already making real money and he could be a free agent in twenty three. Yeah, I mean their love affair with him has really cost them like not putting him in the Lowry deal last year and then also prioritizing him over Caruso this summer yeah. mm-hmm. and now they're now they're gonna I mean maybe they'll get something for him. maybe maybe he has fans around the league I I just he hasn't other than the fact he has a long wingspan and he can dribble I haven't really seen much from him other than that um Larry Nance let's let's try to speed up here let's make up you know 30 seconds to a minute on the rest of these because we got only five minutes left before we got to get some questions i mean he had first round value this summer i would say he probably does not anymore yeah part of the appeal obviously is that he could have been better but and he's also he's hurt we don't know what the deal is with his knee issue but he healed he's not bad man like he i know he doesn't really play defense but like he his shooting on the right team i think could really make an impact the contract is declining money it's too much for what he is but um yeah you know he, the- he's one where if you just have a two-year contract that's about the same money that you're sending back that's bad and then maybe you give up the first to upgrade even though he's still a little bit overpaid but I'm not sure who that player is um, you know, if, if he's available. Uh, Dennis Schroeder? Yeah, I mean, they could probably get a second for him, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't see first-round value there on him, which uh, doesn't bode too well for old Dennis's free agent value. No, it does not. does not. Um, let's see. Anyone else? You know, if Karis I, Levert. Uh, I mean, I think he's overpaid. I think he's actually negative value on on his contract. They're, the idea that they're looking for two firsts for him or a first and a player for him is insane. That is not, me, but. That is not happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, what, what do people think of Levert around the league these days, you think? Like, intriguing, like, six-man type. Like, you know, can he be, you know, can he be like a Jordan Clarkson yeah if that to me but um, I don't I don't think people see star I don't think people really see starter on a good team yeah and he's making 18 million yeah so you have to you know it has to be here take this crap contract and a first and we'll take Levert Yusuf Nurkic uh he's been all right like I just don't see the demand at the center spot I guess so it's no. it's hard for me to really really forecast like a big bidding war over him Dante DiVincenzo he's yeah this, now we, we get into the because we this is we've kind of been talking about the guys who contending teams would be wanting to acquire maybe this actually you know what let's kind of save that for uh, uh, the next pod because there are these kind of asset guys yep that I think it would also be interesting to talk about of just if you're one of these teams that is trying to trade one of these good players how are you valuing the likes of DiVincenzo or Colin Sexton or Nick Claxton or those sorts of guys. Um, Absolutely. Let's see here. Anyone else you were really... I had Thaddeus you Young in the, written down. I'm sorry? Thaddeus Young was the other guy I'd written down. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no way I think he's in that first-round value. Nah, be a second-round pick. Yeah. Um, you know, it, Gary Harris 
is he's expiring. He's playing well this year. I don't trust his shooting that his shooting is back yeah. necessarily. But he's he's I I really like his fit in Cleveland a lot. I, I've said that. That's um, a good one. That that he fills their need for a perimeter defender, but also won't cost a first round pick that I don't think they should be giving up. Uh, yeah, okay. I think that's I think that's about all the guys. Everyone else here that we're kind of talking about is really seems more kind of second round value type of guy. What about uh Josh Hart? I guess I I don't see New Orleans giving him up. No, uh, that's a that's a really interesting contract. But I I feel like he's been pretty good uh yeah. lately. Um, and you know they're still pretty thin at the three four with as long as Zion is out. Uh, you know I haven't really gotten anything from Trey Murphy. Uh, so I may yeah I don't know maybe like maybe when Zion comes back because then you have Zion and Herb Jones at the four and I mean I guess playing hard at the four is like I mean that's like an SOS in itself of like New Orleans <laughs> for the last three years right but uh I don't know, but I mean, the contract is so good. I just don't see like what the push is for New Orleans to do something with him. I guess if they could get a first that let them do something else, maybe. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Yeah. All right. Well, I think let's uh, get into things here. We got a ton of speaker requests. And also, if there if there are guys in the speaker requests, don't want to. You can ask whatever questions you want, obviously. But if you think there are players that might have first round value that we're missing, or just guys in general, you're interested in what their trade value might be. If you want to keep the theme going here, but yeah, let's uh, let's get started here and bring in Anthony first. Uh, if you could just uh, just say hello, no need to ask. If we can hear you, yeah, good day. Can you guys see me? <laughs> that was excellent. That was excellent. Yeah, apologies. I should I should have just not responded actually and just let him keep asking that. That that would have been just revenge for that one. How, how you doing, Anthony? Yeah, really good. Apologies, guys. I just stepped off the screen and uh, came back and saw it. Uh, asked me to unmute, so thought I'd hit you with that. Hey, um, happy, <laughs> happy New Year from uh, from Australia, guys. I've uh, I've actually got a question about uh, Bobby Portis's contract as an illustration of a broader NBA issue. Um, okay. So he's a guy who's bet on himself once and lost, um, but he's uh, he's playing at what you'd probably effectively say is a bit below market and I kind of see that some of the reason he's doing that is to uh, build up his bird rights again um, but I kind of think that uh, even if he does that he's uh, he's ultimately playing for a team that's never going to be paying a fourth player uh, 15 million or anything like that so I kind of wonder is this something that uh, that agents are sort of failing to look at when placing players in in positions like this or uh, or is there sort of you know a bit of a failing from from guys in thinking longer term about what the opportunity to, to get paid is actually going to be I, I think Bobby Portis just took less 
less money and wanted to stay in Milwaukee. I, I think he had opportunities to make more money than what he's making. Uh, obviously, he part of the incentive was he would have early bird rights next year and could sign a, a longer deal. But so his early bird number will be a little bit more than the mid-level exception, which realistically, I mean, is the market for Bobby Portis ever going to be more than that? Probably not. Yeah, uh, that, that would be my thought too, is that there's not that big of an, an opportunity cost. Um, Anthony, when were you referring to Portis betting on himself and losing when when uh, he didn't take the extension offer that would have been like fifty million from the Bulls? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. He's probably going to earn about twenty five over that four year period rather than the fifty that uh, the Bulls were apparently offering. Um, but uh, but yeah, I guess for me the question is more, you know, do you really see Milwaukee paying a guy like that even that ten million dollar range given the luxury tax issue that they're going to be facing? Um, you know, or do you see them sort of recycling into a different sort of three or four million dollar guy once he's built up his bird rights? I mean, I I think there was some wink wink there. Um, you know, some some telegraphing that if you play roughly how you did last year, we're willing to probably do this sort of thing. Um, that's illegal, of course, so I never would have done something like that when I worked in a front office, but I've heard stories about other people doing it. Yeah, okay, as long as and I was just going to say, like, I, I'm kind of surprised that you guys think Milwaukee had copped the tax payment for uh, for that higher contract, but uh, maybe that's where the league's going. They, so they, they'll, I think they'll pay the tax on him and not on DiVincenzo. I mean, that's that to me has been the telegraph uh, of everything they've done in the offseason. Yeah, on Portis, I think he, yeah, it's probably right around the mid-level is the contract. Maybe it's more that they promised him the years going forward. I'm not sure that teams are bringing him in as the starter, though, because he, he, I mean, he can kind of play four, kind of play five. He's not great defensively at either position. He's gotten better, certainly, but you have to play an aggressive pick and roll defense style with him because if you leave him back at the rim he's going to get obliterated uh, he's not really a good rim protector he can switch a little bit but yeah not someone i think is really a starting center as we've alluded to many times there's a ton of competition at the center market um pretty good offensive big obviously um and you know they could they could do some things they could move george hill i think just how this year plays out for the bucks will be really interesting you know if they lose to the nets and bobby portis is not even in the rotation the way he was at the end of that Nets series last year that's one thing if brooke lopez can't come back maybe they would just move yeah. brooke lopez's salary and they just start portis or, or they bring portis off the bench but have like a you know a minimum uh keith bogan's type of center at least in terms of how he's going to play each you know the beginning of each half and that's it sort of guy to start for him uh so i think there's a lot to be determined you do make a good point though bobby portis is probably the one misstep in terms of money that mark bartlestein has ever had mark bartlestein i think is probably the best agent for his players and this is yeah you're right he did cost them a fair amount of money but maybe he'll get it back now if they can get a four-year 40 million dollar deal this offseason no um, drums thanks guys appreciate you taking the call have a great day yeah thanks no, great great question there appreciate that anthony and let's get in let's try lifelong kyle lowry fan from alberta hello guys hey uh long time fans uh, where, uh where, where do you live in alberta in uh edmonton if you've ever been uh i have not been to edmonton i've spent a lot of time though in uh the banff lake louise area uh one and, of my favorite yeah. places in the world 
That's yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. Jasper National Park. It's yeah. I mean, it's probably that and the Grand Canyon are like the two best things to see uh, in at least no, in either the U.S. or Canada. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. never been to Alaska before, but yeah, those are I lived those uh, are amazing. three years in Calgary, which is about an hour drive out of Banff, and uh, it's it's definitely a, a beautiful place to be. Um, have you ever had ginger chicken before in Calgary? Ginger chicken is that like a ginger beef but with chicken? Oh, maybe it is ginger beef. Yeah, it is ginger beef. Sorry, I was, <laughs> I was thinking of orange chicken. Yeah, but because that's a Chinese dish that was invented in Calgary. But when I drove through there, it was like 10 a.m., so I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I wanted to try it because I, whenever I go through a, a city, I want to be, oh, what's the food that they only make here? So they invented this thing called ginger beef. Is it good? Uh, it's definitely like a westernized thing. It was one of those things that oh, I'm sure. unashamedly a fan of. The ginger beef is very good. But Edmonton, which is like the capital. And, and three hours north and a little colder we are uh, weirdly known for green onion cakes so both cities have their weird uh, asian food green part. onion cake yeah we've got uh, all sorts of, i think the the proper like uh more chinese uh, version what they, they call it a scallion pancake but it's basically just flour and oil and green onions and it's delicious oh okay so what yeah more like a pancake okay i could see that yeah yeah I, that, yeah so i married into a korean family so they have some dishes that are kind of similar to that yeah yeah definitely but uh my question uh i guess was centered around duncan robinson uh it seems like more and more he's kind of superfluous on the current heat roster uh who knows what is kind of external value is now given his shooting slump but i guess in theory if you were uh the the heat front office what sort of player would you be looking to sort of get just as an archetype if you were to package duncan robinson and you know uh omar yurtsevin or uh max struce sort of a young uh prospect and, and a pick to try to improve uh, this year's roster thanks guys sure i think i think there's a couple things here first of all if you move robinson i think you have to keep max struce i mean the the part of the reason Robinson is superfluous is because Max Struess has been a better version of Duncan Robinson than Duncan Robinson has been. Uh, the other issue for Miami is going to be that luxury tax. I think they'll still try to avoid it, uh, which they're like $11 from the tax line right now. But I mean, you could take Robinson's 15 mil and do, you know, do something there, you know, throw in one of your minimum guys, like you're saying, it would probably be Casey Okpala. Um, and the Heat, uh, actually, I mean, they could trade a first and, uh, you know, their first available is 25, which is like pretty early by Miami standards. Um, so, <laughs> uh, you know, could they sneak into like a Jeremy Grant, Harrison Barnes discussion with that? Yeah, that was sort of my thought too. I don't know with this news about Jeremy Grant really wanting to get that next contract if, you know, he is a clearly better fit for them uh, than PJ Tucker in any sort of uh, closing lineup. But Harrison Barnes uh, seems most feasible to me. Yeah, the question to me is just how much do you want to give up? You mentioned the closing lineup. How much do you want to give up for a player that's probably not going to be in your closing lineup? And Duncan Robinson almost certainly would have to be the matching salary. They they also have a lot of issues with the hard cap as well, uh, the the tax, et cetera. So that, that may complicate matters. And I mean, with the development of these guys off their bench, like Struess and Vincent, I'm not sure that they, if they're fully healthy, I don't think they really have that many needs. Like, I just want to see what this team could 
could do and you know maybe you save that asset to the offseason if you fall short but yeah i don't i'm not sure that there's a guy any of these guys we've been talking about in trade who which of those guys is an upgrade on what they have in the starting lineup like i really don't see who who that player is you know who Uh, miami you know who miami's trade deadline pickup is victor oladipo oh yeah yeah well yeah that's the other thing too yeah great point that he's i I mean i don't know where he's going to be and how much he's going to be able to help them it's very crowded too you kind of yeah if you can can make a trade like that you also just free up some guard minutes as well and you know gabe vincent deserves minutes Struce deserves minutes duncan robinson if he can play anything like you know 19 20 duncan robinson deserves minutes so it gets packed after a while uh all right that's a that's a good one yeah the heat definitely we haven't heard hardly anything about them and uh they're of course usually quite (laughs) active yeah, we haven't heard much uh, about the Heat. Sorry, I keep getting disconnected briefly. We we got on so well, John, at, at the beginning that you knew this was this was going to exactly. happen. Exactly, it ha- it had to. It was destiny. Yeah. All right. Let's see if I can actually get on here long enough to to bring someone else in potentially. Let's get to Kyle Brickman, N- another uh, Canadian, perhaps. Kyle, uh, out of since you're uh, you're a Raptors guy. Yeah, I was just wondering what is the actual market in your guys's mind, and then you might have discussed this, but what is the market for Miles Turner? Like, what is uh, a reasonable return for Indiana and what would they even be looking for? Yeah, we did we did hit on that pretty extensively earlier uh, on the show, which is which is fine. I, we don't expect people to necessarily listen to the entire show. It's a long one, but basically, if he were healthy in the realm of two assets, two firsts, now maybe not as much, and then they might want to wait for the summer, thinking that they can do better in the summer for that reason. Uh, was kind of the TLDR there. Um, let's bring in. Uh, I got nothing. Or uh, Tuan Reese is also where he's at here. I'm starting to keep bringing on the Ben Simmons talk, but this is a bit of a spin on it. There have been a lot of local reports that uh, Fox isn't really the preferred target um, for Eric Halliburton. If uh, Fox was rerouted to a third team in trade, so Simmons going to Sacramento and Fox going to a third team, what would Philly get back for, for such a construction? Elm, do you really believe that Maury has no interest in Fox for, for Simmons? Yeah, the the problem is they're not getting anything back that they weren't getting for uh, for Simmons. I would think, like, I don't know, I like who's who's the best player out there in a Fox trade for Sacramento. If you think about it, like, I I don't know what the player is that they're getting back that makes them feel better than just having De'Aaron Fox for the rest of the year and then revisiting things in the summer. And then for further to that, they want a player back that's going to help them win now, right? Uh, it's still it's still that they they want to. Uh, Monty McNair has been empowered to do anything he wants as long as it makes them better right now, <laughs> basically, is what, is what the reporting has been. So, yeah, I, I think it, uh, Fox for Simmons makes sense. It, it's not ideal necessarily for either team. It might not be ideal for Daryl. I would pull the trigger, though, personally, on that deal. And I think that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate uh, having you guys on. A, a lot of people in here wanted to talk trades, and we'll be back again to do it next week. We'll, that'll be at 2 Eastern and 11 Pacific. We'll talk to y'all then at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in virginia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply
Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.